0: Welcome to Words and Whiskey Short Pours, a mostly monthly podcast where we have a fun time discussing fictional worlds and the people that create them, all while boozing just a little bit. My name is Cross, and today I'm joined by Mathar, Leslie, and Josh.
1: Hello. Ah. Hi.
0: Ah. No PJ this time. It's it's a first. I haven't had like long a show long. without PJ
2: in a, in a long yeah. time. After last episode, we all agreed we'd come back and do another one, but not if PJ was here. So it's in the contract.
1: <laughs> yeah, glad we could all agree on that. We
2: have a lot of yeah. power, a lot more than I yeah. thought we did. <laughs> no. It's like the D&D community all around right now. Just like
3: saying. I said it as a joke and Crossan legit fired
0: PJ. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's going to be real fun for the rest of Words and Whiskey to mm-hmm. just be talking to myself. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's what you were so- <laughs> yes, yes, I've been trying to earn my own place and, and whatnot here. So, as mentioned, we're going to be talking about chapters, episodes four through six. We're just as a reminder this whole thing. We're watching these one at a time and talking about them so that you can join us in diving into them as individual episodes and appreciate our sometimes short-lived predictions. So, yeah. But before we get too much further, what are what are we drinking? What's everyone having? I'll after? start
3: for, for those joining us again from the last episode. You'll remember <laughs> that I tried to make a Bloody Mary. And I uh, did not have the ingredients, so then I did a kitchen sink type situation, like a play on a bicicleta, which ended up working out great. <laughs>
4: as my long nap later
3: on revealed to me this week i did come through and i made the uh, normandy club bloody mary in my beautiful chewbacca mug and uh, do i talk about it do i say what the thing is yeah Yeah? okay cool i'll I'll say what the thing is so uh, for this bloody mary you're gonna need uh, one and a half ounces of well they like to use aquavit i just went ahead and used tito's because you know trash but you're also going to use a normandy club bloody mix which you can get in the cocktail codex very very fancy and then you need a quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice a quarter ounce of fresh lime and a cherry tomato and lemon wedge on a skewer i used an umbrella
0: because i'm queer as hell so (laughs)
4: love
0: that we love that for you i'm jealous i really wanted a bloody mary this morning and didn't have the stuff to make it Mm. so i was in that boat yesterday (laughs) i last week
3: i went on a special mission to make sure i would not let myself down today i consistently let myself
2: down and i'm really proud of myself for coming through (laughs) growth yeah that's 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 growth right there Mm -hmm. yeah well who needs therapy right not this guy true (laughs) true (laughs) Josh, what are you having? I am having, I'm actually doing like a paired dual cocktail situation. So one is like hot, Brazilian pea berry infused, like steeped with like cream and then like a single sugar cube. And then the other one is just like a nice crisp chill, a Dolphin Le Bleu. So it's <laughs> coffee and water. I'm having coffee and water, guys. Yeah. <laughs> i <choked laughs> my lemon, so creative. My lemon
0: salt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of drinking last night. And decided that it, it's best if I don't do that now, today. <laughs> that is totally fair. Yeah. And I but understand that. This coffee and water is delicious and brought to you by Legend of Vox Machina, now on Prime Video. And, yeah. <laughs> <so>.
1: <laughs> well, I am having coffee and water wow Ooh, no wow, more drinking whoa. on this podcast because i didn't all of my audio from last time deleted so sorry you had to hear all that terrible dubbed stuff it was really bad i'm so sorry i haven't heard it yet but
3: i'm really praying for like yes that is very interesting wow it was
1: very challenging listening to the context and being like yeah
3: <laughs> Indeed, person I'm oh, that, responding that to. That is a very good point, Crossland. So,
1: yeah, sorry if it sounds dead, but yeah, so drink coffee, staying very alert today.
2: Right. Thumbs up. Uh, you know, honestly, locked in on that waveform. Yeah, Crossland, yes, if, if it really doesn't day.
3: work out, you could just take today's audio and we'll recut it so it's more contextually appropriate for last yeah. week's audio, and I'm sure people won't even know the difference, honestly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Yeah. Hey, Leslie recorded a bunch of laugh tracks, so it's fine. You know, we'll yeah. just slip them in wherever we need them. We can use them to just make jokes land harder today, too. I mean, she starts showing up to recordings with her camera off, and all we hear is like, Can we get a move on?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: sales of Gone is all just dubbed Leslie's stuff, and she's just doing art, and
1: it's on a soundboard. Yeah, exactly. I need mean, a like, soundboard of, all right, let's get back to the plot.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: I cast Guiding <laughs> Bolt. <laughs> Leslie, we're not even in combat yet.
0: Ha ha! Good joke! Stop doing bits. Easy mode.
1: <laughs> yeah, stop doing bits.
0: It's oh funny. My oh my god, I love it. Wait. In in <laughs> in, in follow-up, of course, Mathar, I'm also drinking out of a nice Star Wars tiki mug mm. in, in similar fashion, so I've got nice little mandalorian skull here but i am having a spin on a tiki drink last week i had the kitchen sink which is an improved whiskey cocktail with green chartreuse and a bunch of other stuff because i messed up so i decided why not use like everything possible that i had and do like a tiki variant spin on it so swap out everything for rum but basically once you kind of know how a tiki drink's spill you just kind of go for it so three ounces of pineapple one ounce lime two ounces of jamaican rum one ounce puerto rican rum and green chartreuse, just a quarter ounce of green chartreuse and a splash of grenadine. And it is perfect. It is wow. delicious and lovely. Little little herbaceous. Boozy. Very tasty. Mm. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm coming mm-hmm. over to your place next week.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See? You get, I mean, you got to fly here first, but there we do have an airport, for the record. Like, it's a nice airport. I don't we have, have an airport. to do shit. No, you could drive. You <laughs> could take point. the train. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Well, three of us are in California, California <laughs> so
1: I think you have to fly here. You have to
2: come here. Yeah. Look it. Look it.
1: Yeah. You know, I think we're all getting all the ingredients. West Coast.
2: <laughs> you just Damn told it. us you have you a, a great airport to fly out of. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I do have a great it airport It kind of sends a really <laughs>
3: strong message if you don't come to the West Coast while we're all out yeah. here.
0: I've been... I feel like I'm being tricked. Am I being gaslit in the like a, Look, we got rid of PJ. Tricked we tricked into give it to you.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> tricked into friendship.
3: Oh, shit. Is this a covert what? attempt at taking over their podcast? It's like, we are yes, exactly. now?
2: Hey, what's up? Welcome to Woods and Whiskey. We don't read no books anymore. That's nerd shit. We don't drink whiskey either. We just smoke. Oh, that's good stuff. Oh, yeah. This book. Oh, God. Ashes.
3: It's on fire. Holy shit. <laughs> I should not be smoking this
2: cigar while I'm reading so close to my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Leslie, that's a perfect time to hit that no more bits button. <laughs> <laughs> Only bits. Uh-huh, that <laughs> Only was so bits. funny. Only bits. No
1: more bits. Let's move on to the plot.
4: <laughs>
0: perfect segue. Perfect.
4: <laughs>
3: oh, my gosh.
0: I forget if this came out last week or not, but I feel like maybe appending a little piece of news here is interesting. I don't think we had talked about it last week because I don't think it had happened, but they got signed and The Mighty Nine is also yes. coming in addition to other movies. So I think maybe it makes second sense to take a second here and just like talk about how pumped we are.
2: How how do we feel? Super
1: incredible.
2: I haven't stopped shitting myself.
1: I can't believe how soon the announcement, like season one, came out. There's like how many seasons still projected for Vox Machina? Like I can't believe they announced it already. Like that's insane.
2: Oh yeah. I'm I'm trying to figure out if it'll end up airing concurrently with like the last season. Yeah, I'm
1: I'm wondering about that too. Legend
2: of Vox Machina because it took about three years from the Kickstarter to season one of Legend of Vox Machina and they're on season 2 right now. I would guess there's going to be 5 seasons. That's my like feels probable right. if they kind of keep to this pace. So yeah, it's like 3 years from now that's the 5th season. Yeah. I don't know. It might just work out perfectly to where like Legend of Vox Machina ends and then Mighty Nine starts, but it's crazy that they announced it already. And I'm really excited about the the little the little piece of that that's like first first look at movie deals because that means they might have pitched a movie. And if, if, if it's up to me, I know what I would make a movie out of. So, I mean, it's, it's got to be the calamity. It's got to be right? calamity. Like, it's got to be the they calamity. Make, they got to make Bring a calamity. Brennan Lee Mulligan. <laughs> Brennan Lee Mulligan, everybody. Come on. I still need to watch it. <laughs> it's not really yeah. very good. So don't worry about it. I got through yeah, the first episodes, <laughs> and then I stopped
3: because <laughs> we were going to watch it together. We were going to do a group watch. Yes. You remember that? You're That's like, right. let's do yeah, a group watch. Didn't. And so I stopped watching it. Okay. You we should
2: do the group. Now watch, you feel so. betrayed because you it's feel betrayed it's in four sessions. They make the single greatest long form D and D campaign I've ever seen. So <laughs> it's pretty it's, fucking wild. It's real good.
3: Um, I think there must have like the numbers on Amazon must be through the fucking roof. Like there's yeah. no way they would announce it that soon unless it was like, okay, unequivocally this show is, very very popular huge. yeah yeah exactly. i mean they announced
1: yeah. it right after what like the first three episodes came out so yeah, the number mm-hmm. must have been huge for that like we're coming back and like okay
3: if i recall yeah, they announce. announced season two pretty quick after dropping the last season batch of episodes two. for
2: season one right like season two got announced before episode before season one aired like right before it started airing. oh wow yeah see like there wow. there must yeah. just okay. be so, so they much just hype for this no thing. shit And then, yeah, right before season two started airing, they announced that they've been picked up for season three. Mm -hmm. And then three episodes dropped, and they're like, psych, season three, four, five, six, another series and some movies. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's... It's crazy, too, especially when you consider, like, the fact that their company is also basically broadcasted on an Amazon company by Twitch. So, like, not only are they, like, using Amazon already as, like, a backbone for, like, their weekly distribution for things, but then on top of that, naturally, why not sign the people that are important for your streaming platform the number one watch show? Yeah. It just
2: makes so much sense in concurrency to, like, keep them there. I mean, yeah, like, we should should probably like eat on billionaires but like from what i've heard from them like they shopped around to a lot of different spots whenever they were going to make the legend of ox before the kickstarter and we're told no like a bunch of times because it's a really confusing pitch if you don't know anything about dungeons and dragons or actual plays or like who they are or any of Mm -hmm. that they've said like whenever they did end up signing with amazon it's been really cool because amazon's like do literally whatever you want we're not here just here's some money go make your funny little show and make sure the nerds watch it and we do and we love it (laughs) I love that like they're signed on to just basically like in perpetuity keep doing whatever the fuck they want and it's funded and I couldn't be happier for them (laughs) and then they swap
3: CEOs and everything comes crashing down like that'll
2: bound to happen at some point I'm
3: sure prime anyway I mean it's like yeah Yeah. that's the thing is I have no trust
2: anymore they have been burned so many times (laughs) stop shaking up the shit I like yeah yeah mm-hmm. but it's really nice that it's not on netflix because it would have gotten oh, canceled absolutely. by now it would have been their number one show for like four weeks and it would have had a massive campaign and a hundred percent on rotten tomatoes and then canceled halfway through season two for mm-hmm. no reason at all
0: yeah oh you mean yeah. cyberpunk edge runners exactly oh. for a write-off
2: they're like mm, let's go ahead
3: and write yeah, this one like, off you know I'm animation kind of that's spicy for kids today. right
0: <laughs> Go ahead
3: and write something off. I just need to get. Yeah.
4: Can I just shell a few things? Uh, it's just a sure. wheel
3: that they spin every day to see what gets canceled. You're talking <laughs> dozens and dozens of jobs and, like, you know, maybe hundreds of jobs and, like, people's livelihoods. And it's really popular. Ah, I spun the wheel.
2: Sorry, ran. Say <laughs> goodbye. You know, you make a lot of good points, but I really like pressing this button. It's just the big red yeah. button that says show canceled. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we should take it away. No, 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 no. That's, that's the one thing I have to live for. <laughs> cancel. Speaking of Netflix so Avatar live action. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how many episodes that makes it before they pull the rug out of the finish <laughs> <Yes>. season. <laughs> this is just a Netflix shit talk podcast. Now, is that cool? You weren't yes. trying to get like sponsorship Avatar. or anything.
0: Nah. Right? <laughs> In conjunction with
2: Avatar. <laughs> All right, should we go watch this shit?
0: Let's go watch this Let's shit. Let's go watch this shit. Yay. All right, we'll see you on the other side.
4: That's a good episode.
2: <laughs> That's a good episode. <laughs> so much to I want talk a magic about. magic bear. Yeah. I, I want a magic bear. Oh, baby was... trinket was so cute. Little baby yeah. trinket. Yeah. All right, Josh, read us the
0: summary for episode <sighs> four, Those Who Walk Away.
2: All right, this is the summary for episode four. As the matron of ravens, in a desperate bid to save a team member's life, Vax strikes a fateful deal with the matron of ravens, offering his life in exchange. As Vox Machina battles their way out of the sunken temple, Vax wonders what he's just signed up for. Ah.
1: Ah. Insert Twilight Zone music?
2: (laughs) Insert
0: Twilight Zone
3: music, for sure. (laughs) Josh, do you do cameos? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
2: Yeah. <laughs> C- can you Love read the it. next summary as a fart bar? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I can read. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. People got to pay extra on Patreon for that. <laughs> you want the alt take? know where to go? If you want the alt take, go to
0: the Words and Whiskey Patreon and you can give us money there. Well, now you have you to just do pay it. pay for cash. Yeah, you pay cash. You
3: right, see, it's, right. it's
2: official. If one
1: person <laughs> pays for this.
2: <laughs> then I can say I'm a professional voice actor.
3: Yes. Oh my God. Huge yeah. Fart Bar fan. Just can't believe I got that.
4: Can't believe it. <laughs>
2: All right, well, so good. Uh, shit, what do we talk about? How's this shit work? A little Bear. A little Bear was real cute. A little Bear. Backstory with a Little Bear. That yeah. shit hit that hit my heart out first. in the
3: first 30 seconds. Like, oh I no. was not ready for the, like, camera cuts away and you hear the little, like, slice
2: and, ugh, oh. just, why is this show so mean? It, <laughs> I was actually talking to Marisha Ray about this and she said, you know, Mathar, <laughs> yeah, I just don't like him. I don't like them very much. <laughs> I want to. I want to hurt them every chance I get. So I don't know what you did with Marisha Ray, but <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I was like, wait. So this is trinket. I was like not thinking it was the mom, but it's like that is way too big to be trinket. But
0: the baby was so <laughs> cute. I oh, also like had that, that same moment. I was like, that is an intimidating bear. Like, is yeah. that trinket? Yeah, what, that can't be. And then. Oh, like,
3: little oh baby, no. little baby, <laughs> so cute, <laughs> so cute. I have so many questions. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'll just let's get through it. My reaction yeah. was, I can't trust this show not to hurt my feelings. So, I'm just, mm-hmm. I have to just kind of like know that it's going to hurt my feelings. And so, I
2: mean, I think I'm going to come around to that mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah, this is this is like, uh, I think the most feeling hurtiness that they've done in the first two seasons so far. It's like a solid two to three on the sliding scale of a hundred of how much they're going to hurt your feelings in the future. So no.
3: no don't say that, John. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what I mean is I just need to lean into it, right? Yeah. I just need to accept like, okay, exactly. it's, yeah. it's going to make me cry, <clears throat> and uh, that's all there is to it. Exactly. <laughs> Leslie, right. what, are, what
2: are your reactions?
1: Oh, man. Okay, so I guess Pike wasn't casting Revivified that one time. She's trying to heal, and then the other character tried, so the Raven Queen thing, that was fucking sick. I guess Vax is the new champion now. That's what that meant, like the changing of the guard. That's what the armor uh-huh. switch uh-huh. was about. Uh-huh. Super, super freaking cool. That one-eyed monster, whoever, whatever that is. That was legally crazy. I legally not a beholder. Yeah. I yeah. legally, yeah. legally not a beholder. Do they Okay, well, we'll get to that. I did uh, make campaign. a note about that.
3: I want to yeah. talk about <laughs> that. Like what
1: the fuck is that? The sound effect they used for that monster like that like Holy metal shit. sound?
3: Ooh. Yeah. That Holy was, shit. That was
1: That was scary. That was freaky. Mm-hmm.
3: Like I would I Okay, so okay, I'm going to hold I have so many yes.
0: thoughts.
2: Yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> we're all just
2: like waiting to explode all of our thoughts, but we're like, I don't know where format-wise, I'm allowed to talk about this. Particular I'm, I'm, thing. I mean, the, yeah, this the whole is show's format is that there's no format. Yes, yeah. sweet. All right, <laughs> this well, is reactions. Okay, wait, my reactions yeah. are that I'm squirming as squirby, resident. Squirby, squirby. Since PJ's not here today, as resident, yeah. watched the campaign guy. I'm so the vestige does stuff for sure, but they combined some stuff so. Vax already in the campaign at this point would have had boots of haste so he's just fast as fuck all the time and I'm so happy they made that part of the vestiges power because I was like oh he got it's like he got his boots but it's like it actually matters now not just like some stupid boots that Matt accidentally gave him during the home game not realizing how (laughs) overpowered they were and couldn't get them uh, like Matt tries to Get those boots back so many times. <laughs> you know, like, you, you can tell it was a mistake. You know, like,
3: so. We've all been there. Yeah. So it was really cool to see Listen that. To like two party. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
0: Right? Yeah, those, those eyeglasses a little bit. You know. <laughs> yeah.
2: Seems so so inane. Just. Yeah. It's such a simple little item. You know. But no. So it was really fun to see Vax get his super speed, which is something that I love, and then. That was he was sitting next to me. We were watching it together because we're married and we do that. Yeah, you know, sometimes. Oh, get a room, jeez. <laughs> All right, jeez. camera on or off? You know, <laughs>
3: um, yeah, <so.
4: laughs>
3: you also have to join the
2: Patreon for that. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> that's, that's top tier stuff, right there. <laughs> yeah. I was content. just sitting there during that that opening or not opening scene, but like that first scene where Vax is seeing the matron of ravens and i was like say the line say the fucking line because i knew he was gonna say the like that's such a hard-hitting part in the campaign is the take me instead you raven bitch and i was like oh they better have the line in there and they did and i was happy and it made me happy. okay so that's what he said in the campaign yeah he said take me instead you raven bitch and i was just sitting there like waiting there were a lot of lines like that in season one where i was like just waiting for like now your soul is forfeit, and I was just like sitting. There. I'm like, come on, say it, say it, and then they they always deliver. <laughs> and I got the line, and I love that line. So, mm-hmm. yeah. all right, that's that's enough of me. You guys go.
1: I mean, <laughs> so should we start asking questions about campaign to show similarities, or or do we have any other? That was that was most of it, right? Light yeah, I don't
2: know. Yeah. It's been a while since I because. I've only listened through it once. I'm not PJ. I'm not crazy. Like a reasonable person. Like a reasonable person. I I can't recall for sure, but I'm pretty positive that that like beholder fight situation does not happen. Yeah, I I think they just get the vestige and leave the little amulet thing that stores a creature that was on the body of Pervon in the campaign. So they just took that off of him. And there was like a spooky mystical wolf that was in it that I'm guessing they just Mm. cut because he doesn't really come up that. Importantly, ever again. So, um, yeah. uh, we saw the calamity a little bit. Mm-hmm. Oh, that yeah. was fucking tight. I wasn't expecting that. I,
0: I wanted to stay in that calamity moment for so long. I, I almost like paused and rewound it <gasps> to like get distinct looks at the gods' faces a couple of times. I uh, rewound. I, I still feel like times. I should have. Fuck yeah. yeah,
2: yeah! I love that. Like also, mm-hmm. like you, you know, you get the everlight in season one. Like we see her, and then you can like distinctly pick her out in the lineup of the gods.
1: Yeah, that was there, cool.
2: so Seren Ray, but legally distinct. You know, <laughs> 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 stop it! You're going to turn them on to us. <laughs>
1: yeah. So is Pervon part of the calamity, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, so Pervon was the champion of the Matron of Ravens during the calamity.
1: Do all the gods have champions or something? Or is that something I'll figure out?
2: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I wrote, who is Pervon? Because
3: I had to turn on (laughs) subtitles to hear what he (laughs) says. And then I was like, oh, this guy's name is Pervon. That's the only way I knew.
2: Yeah, so that's his tomb that they just raided. Okay. Um, And yeah, he is Pervon. And they make some jokes about like, "Ah, you got to get your Pervon in the last episode because they all made fun of Matt. Matt talks a lot about the fact that he'll write stuff down. And be like, that's a good name, and then say it out loud for the first time on the stream and just yep. immediately be like, oh yep. no. Oh mm-hmm. no. <laughs> that's <laughs> <quite> <laughs> so Pervon lives on an infamy in the mind of every critter as one of the worst names Matt's come up with, but he's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they did not change it. Nope. For they the stuck show. with it and they still
3: made fun of him for it yep. in the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll bet you anything how much you want to bet that like he was like you know guys i'd really love to just change that for the like, show no, and they were no, like no you did this Mm-mm. no 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 <laughs> you, you, gotta live with you, you gotta have the bit and yeah. so did pervon
2: <laughs> 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 they uh i don't know how they're gonna work in some of them but there's some some lines that matt says that live in like absolute infamy in mighty nine and now that that show's getting made i know we're gonna get a Shiver and Queef in there somewhere. Yeah. He was trying to say shiver and quake.
4: Oh
1: <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> you know, with no context whatsoever, it's
2: quite enjoyable. Yeah. So I have shiver a question. And and shiver and queef, all the same. Yes.
1: So I have a question, which I don't know if you'll answer or not, but does this make does this make Vax a warlock?
2: So campaign-wise. They all level up after this, and Vax takes his first level as a paladin.
1: Paladin? Because the
2: Matron of Ravens is not a bad deity. It is a good deity. It is just it has the to deity do to death surrounding death. Yes, it is the mm. deity that guides mm. you from the living plane. But it's,
3: creepy. Yeah, but it's yeah very death. creepy so so <laughs> yeah. there's like a ton of lore around the shadow fell how it was like mm-hmm. once originally like part of the material plane and it was like separated and that was what formed the feywild and the shadow fell they're like two yeah. they both mirror above yes. like the material plane i might be getting some of that wrong but that's like kind of the idea and so when you die if you end up in the shadow fell you have to like make it to like a portal that takes you into your afterlife and you have to go through this like horrible like (laughs) it's not like the negative plane right it's not it's not like it's not that bad it's just like this you go through this horrible depressing wasteland to try to reach your afterlife and that's where like the matron of ravens or or the the raven queen however you want to say it so it's like a, a gnarly place that i I really should just think about taking you guys. I think you'd love it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> please do. Okay. Please do. That I hear it's
1: good.
2: lovely this <laughs> time party. Mm. <laughs> um, dies. <laughs> so I assume, like,
1: Liam didn't expect to take another class. At least maybe not this one. No. Oh, so well, actually, leading up to
2: this point... Liam started getting really interested in, like, talking to Pike about Ray, so he might have already been thinking about multi-classing mm. into Paladin, but then this, like, derailed that, and, like, the whole campaign changes from, like, this moment on to be all about her and stuff, s- some crazy shit. Yeah. Well, you I know, I have a question about that,
3: because I think it's really interesting when... Like, there's a lot of things that I think of for our campaign, right? That I think, wow, that'd be really fun to do, but it might come out of left field. And then there's things that you all want to do, like with your characters. And I'm like, oh, that gives me an opportunity to do X. And so I wonder sometimes like how much of this was driven by like just a decision that Matt made, like behind the scenes that then, you know, played out in the session. And then there, you know, or how much of it was like, I'm thinking about going Paladin and Matt's like, I got a way that you can kind of do that in like the right. fun, right? Well, and without giving it all away, right?
2: So uh, it's it's hard to say, but the way that episode specifically plays out is very like you can see like the panic on Matt's face because it, it goes in so many directions unexpected. I'm pretty sure the like, whenever as a DM you're making these items, you kind of have a player in mind for them. <laughs> Almost definitely that was supposed to be Percy's vestige. Um, oh, interesting. Everything leading up to it, Percy's like, the emo one who has some like interest in the matron of ravens and he has the bird mask in the first season and he, he you know he's dealt with like a dark entity of death that's evil and then it's like moving over to the dark bird like entity of death that's good <laughs> you know, <laughs> like everything implied that was supposed to be percy's and then vex or laura bailey rolls a natural one that's the only re- way that insta death would have happened there dies and matt's just gonna let her be dead until during the resurrection ritual attempt liam yells take me instead you raven bitch and i think matt was just like that's a good that's a good story beat <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. all right fine yeah. you got it fucking incredible yeah Dope. it's jump scare anybody it didn't get <laughs> me
1: it didn't okay. get me but
2: i wanted to know who got got leslie I think I got more got by Leslie Yelp. I was like,
1: me. it was like a delayed thing. Like I saw it happen, and then it went away. I was like, ooh, got <laughs> ooh yeah. It was yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, so sick. It's a proper jump scare. Like they telegraphed it a little bit, like yeah. just enough, right, that it didn't, it didn't get me. Yeah, um, I think it might have if I'd been in the living room. Like, so there's I, some. Oh yeah. Sorry, I I think like uh, for me in the moment like I was like also taking notes, so I feel yeah. like in a different yeah. setting it would have gotten me. But was that like sure. him
1: dead? Josh Snake face. like of Faces. Don't faces. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It looked like him. Like know. oh my god, that <laughs> like I'm gonna be that.
2: Well, so hopefully this isn't one like one day. a <laughs> plot know. point that I shouldn't be sharing yet or anything. But it's like implied at least pretty heavily up until this point in the campaign, so it's not like a surprise there. I don't know. But I'm pretty sure, like, the implication is that the champion of the Raven Queen or the Matron of Ravens in death takes on the the job of guiding the souls, like, yeah, becomes like the the ferryman, you know, or whatever. Right. Of, so, like, yeah, I, I'm not saying that that is or isn't Vax, but it's like Vax is. It's kind of Vax realizing in that. Coming to the beginning of the realization that their soul might be like tied to death forever now. Yeah, okay. yeah,
1: yeah. That was, yeah, yeah the tether. That There's a cool. good
0: note of that too with Pervon and like the how he goes from like this almost robot looking dude with like yes. a full skull helmet to when he finally is like you're He's the champion he has removed himself from the vestige his human body appears at that point it's yeah. like it's the first it's time you can see the eyes it's Between just the helmet
2: it's just that normal looking mm-hmm. helmet but you can still like it's the same helmet but like it goes from looking like this right. skeletal champion of death to just a guy right. yeah mm-hmm. he's just a guy
0: he's, he's just a little guy just a, dude. just a
1: little guy Pervon just a little, little Pervon per- little like, guy
2: yeah that's and, name. Uh,
1: this time, to not correlate it to Avatar, but to correlate this to Legend of Zelda. If you like Core? playing that game, <laughs> Twilight Princess, there's this part where there's like this other realm where he has to fight this like yeah. warrior that's like a skeleton to like learn a new skill. I don't know. It can look like that's pretty cool. So
0: I love that Sorry game. Sorry
1: to derail, but <laughs> I also
0: love that game. No, no, Leslie Derails is a segment. It's a bit. Yes. It's amazing. <laughs> it's a bit. Anyway,
1: let's talk about the things that I really like yes. that you don't know about.
2: I feel like we're just gonna keep saying the same thing over and over in every episode in regards to this next point, but we still have to mention it. The animation, guys, is just so, oh God. so <laughs> really good. God damn! I made a note. <laughs> yeah. I made a note that I feel
3: like not just with this show, but especially with this show, we are kind of like entering like a like a. I don't know if you'd call it a golden age, but it's like, it's like a new golden age of like adult animation. It is like, like it just feels like, okay, if this is successful, they'll make more shit like this. It doesn't have to just be crit role. Like it can be like other properties that are made. I mean, we have recently what Desilvania, right. And we've Mm -hmm. got a cyberpunk and arcane, like we're in this new age of just very, like very, yeah. Very adult animation that I feel like is, is so
2: exciting. So, for me, one yeah. of my biggest pet peeves with, like, adult animation in like, specifically, like, Western culture adult animation is that for my entire life, at least, the goal has been to make it as, like, ugly and un- un- upsetting looking as possible right. for any right. adult animation. It's just like, hey, how ugly can we make this? So, people know it's for adults. I fucking hate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, like, the... The rise of anime and Western culture popularity as far as, like, an actual pop culture thing, not a subculture, leading to these, like, American companies that are taking inspiration from that and then mixing it with, like, classic, like, superhero cartoons, which always looked great, you know? And it, you get that, like, blended style yeah. where it's, like, part anime, part fucking x-men 90s and it looks so good i mean it's phil barossa is doing the character design and he's been doing batman for ever all the dc movies and shit forever so you got like that like dc like really really well figured characters mixed in with like the action and fluidity of anime and it's just like it's its whole new genre of animation that's just starting to really come up with a lot of different cool shows and i'm fucking loving it
3: it's so good, and and
2: and I mean, it
3: truly was transported back. I mean, not everybody's going to have the same experience that I had, but I was truly back in my home as a child on a Saturday morning watching like gargoyles,
2: or like that would probably be like, yes. uh, yeah. you know, one Disney afternoon or whatever. It was like, like doubly it, it, so for me because I was a huge Batman Beyond fan growing up, and that's Cash is the main character. You know, Wilfred is the main voice in Batman mm-hmm. Beyond, so I was like, yeah, holy he does shit. Such a good job. It looks like Batman. I can hear Batman. (laughs) I know. I know. I was I I, not to bring the mood down,
3: but I was really, really hoping for a Kevin Conroy cameo in one of these seasons. I just thought it would have been so fantastic. Mm -hmm. Because I'm a big the animated series fan. Like I watch I've watched that series like four or five times all the way through and yeah, it just I mean, I was literally back there. I'm like, oh my God, like I can I can see as a kid like not being allowed to watch this, but sneaking in and watching it and being like
2: Mm -hmm. completely blown away. There's a there's a heavy like more of like a we're trying to manifest it as fans, but like kind of theory rumor fan cast situation going around that critical role gets really dodgy of anytime one of them are like in an interview and someone brings it up, which like lends a little bit of weight to it. And that's Mark Hamill for Mm. the whispered one in the future. Yeah. Yeah. okay.
0: I I have, yeah, I have this suspicion as well. Yeah. I've I've read
2: into that theory. You hear, heard it here first folks. If Mark Hamill plays legally distinctive Echna in seasons (laughs) four and five, of legend of vox machina it's because of me josh ramsey i spoke this into existence you can send your thank you letters and money to cash app and who texted josh about this right before the recording Yes. the only there. The is... don't forget our
0: paypal is words whiskey show at gmail.com <laughs> perfect right. yeah I, the I, final oh, good good
2: nope shaking
0: heads Everyone's like, i think we no. gotta no. make no. some
1: predictions now yeah I mean, mean, you know, we definitely
0: have to make some predictions the final thing that i want to put in on before predictions is just how cool legally not a beholder was as a swap out for the beholder oh almost cooler than a beholder. correctly way cooler than a beholder if i remember correctly from the very little of these seasons that i have actually listened to the beholder comes before they and they do yeah. fight a beholder in the stunken temple, but it's, I think it's before this. It's before getting to the vestige. I
2: think the um, so they fight a beholder, but are they fight a beholder like before the Briarwoods arc. That might be it. Yeah, yeah. Like, they they mm, fight a him, beholder forgetting. in the Underdark, in yeah. like the very okay. first arc that they skipped the show.
0: Oh, you're right. You're totally yeah. right. So they they made they made they found a way to fit that in. Yeah, they're like, they're like, well, we still kind of want to fight a beholder, yeah. and
2: they're like, yeah, oh well, we
0: yeah. can't put a beholder in this the geometric angles yeah. of like the attack tentacles were so cool and like with oh, with the so, like more oh, like, the world's redirecting.
2: laser zapping oh my god oh yeah. it was such a nightmare monster and i hate that petrified just put that into the mind mm-hmm. of rdm i know i definitely was not <laughs> taking <laughs> I notes know. Definitely, definitely wasn't uh, up gonna watch that scene uh, again <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: Beholderish. <laughs> <Yes>. and uh, <laughs> i really wanted to talk about that scene because not only was the animation just fucking incredible again but also like leslie mentioned the sound design so oh, good so i good. i just for the longest time I, I i've dreamed of a job like that right being able to like build scenes that sound like that right so and dope. and I so I just as a sound designer I I appreciate it so so much because I can tell there was so much love that went into making that just horrifying intense yeah you know?
0: crunchy and yeah this is one oh. of
2: those shows that feels rare in that like I don't think that this is rare in a sense of how good the animation is especially whenever you bring in like a lot of current anime and things like that but it's up there it's with the top It's playing in the heavy leagues. I don't think it's necessarily rare in regards to like sound design or voice acting or pacing or writing or world building, but firing on all those cylinders at that level is fucking rare. Mm -hmm. Like this show doesn't have a weak spot. (laughs) It's just every aspect of 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 it, like every craft being involved, making this show is just so like top of their game. And I love it. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, truly.
2: Truly, it's so. As good. Leslie
0: mentioned, it's prediction time. So, BBs, uh, Leslie, why don't you start with your predictions? What do you think?
1: Hmm. Well, they are out of the sunken tomb now, which is pretty mm-hmm. cool. And uh, now they're on to get the net, the next vestige probably, and trinkets in a pokeball now. So we'll get more <laughs> trinket. It's pretty cool. Yay! And Vax is really fast now (laughs) all
2: observations (laughs) no
1: i have no no thoughts head empty i'm just kind of living i'm just kind of watching and letting it happen
3: leslie's prediction is i'll bet all of that stuff comes up
1: yeah
4: Yeah. i bet bet
1: all these things that they put in here will come up later again
3: Mm -hmm. um
1: I don't know. I don't know. I'm so bad at predicting. It's a very, very, very small one, but this is my
3: thought. They're doing a really good job of pacing each episode with combat and story, right? And I think, you know, it's what I love, which is Monster of the Week. Like, I absolutely just love sort of like every week there's going to be a new sort of thing that they have to face down. And I'm not sure I'd have to go back and watch season one, but maybe not every episode had a big fight, but it's starting to feel like season two is very much like there's going to be something to fight every week. And so I want to see if they're just like trying to squeeze as many of the cool encounters as they had into a season, right? Like there's so Mm -hmm. many cool things to pull from. If they're trying, like you mentioned, right? Like they didn't fight the beholder here, but they knew they wanted something here. So they pulled just from somewhere else and brought it in and adapted it. And so my prediction is that this is going to be kind of the format of the show is as often as possible, there will be a big set piece fight. And, I think it's beautiful how they're able to still move the story along. Like you don't spend yes. so much time in combat that you lose a sense of anything else going on. But that the fact that, and I had a question about this that maybe we don't have time for, but the idea that uh, he was fighting against the champion, that he being Vax, right, was fighting yeah. against yeah. the champion while they're all fighting the Beholder. Like if it didn't happen like that in real life, they made it work for the show. It's oh yeah, so smart because I felt so like like it, it did such a good job. So that's my prediction: is they'll keep doing that. Yeah,
2: yeah and they've been really cool with the way how they like will blend two things to make a, a fight not get too boring. Like switching back and forth between yeah. like the Calamity fight yeah. with Pervon and the Beholder fight, or two episodes the ago, monk. like with yeah, yeah Earthbreaker Groon fighting Grog, but yeah. then flashing over to the Sphinx stuff. Rather than doing it all one by one, it's like you can really mm-hmm. cut back and forth because like a fight can turn into. B- a boring fight after a while. Yes, Leslie.
1: I have a prediction. No, a oh, real shit. one. A real one. <laughs> so with the calamity flash and like seeing all the gods, I think Pike will become the champion of or Saren- er, of the Everlight. And then ah. maybe everyone else will yeah. get, get a uh. gun. No, probably not. I don't know.
0: Everybody else will get a gun and they'll solve the
1: problem. Everyone else will get a gun. Guns for everybody. The plot. Yeah.
2: Legend of Vox Machina. Legend of Vox Machina. Person you made everybody a gun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, right. Exactly.
0: Yeah, squeeze that book right down. My, my thing, I again, like I don't want to try to lead any predictions, but I do love ending on the note with Westrun specifically being yeah. Flames. I know the what the map looks like oh, and West Run, for those of you that? who don't remember or know, West Run is right between Mun and Whitestone. So yep. it's on the path mm-hmm. to
2: destroy Whitestone. Yes.
1: <sighs> well, who was that person Fox. at the end? Who was, who was that person?
2: It yeah, was Brian? I'll tell you that much.
1: Is that what well, that was? Okay. Yeah. okay. Well they I had both like, hands. That's the implication.
2: So it's like the it's legally Distinct scrying, distinct scrying.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the new bit. <laughs>
1: yes.
3: <laughs> okay. So I wasn't supposed to know who that was. No. no. It looked okay. like
1: Ripley, but then the two hands. So I was like, Oh, oh okay. what's that Ripley? Thank you.
3: I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> no, I
1: mean, like, it could have been, but like they had two hands, so it's like
2: one of them was oh, okay. robot hand. Oh, was then that's it, Ripley. Then that's Ripley for sure. For sure. Okay. I just didn't notice. I was like, ah, I feel like I should know yeah, this one Ripley. Yeah. One of them, like when when she holds Definitely it up, you can Ripley. see like a metal Wait, hand. On. Okay. Then I was. Then yeah, you're definitely supposed to realize Cyborg. that's Ripley.
1: Nice. Okay. Yeah, mm.
2: that is Ripley. The only other person in the world who knows how to make a gun.
1: And she's Boy, coming for those dragons. Gun she's stomping in.
2: Not very successful. <laughs> no. <in her>. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sells black powder. Most people use it for cannons, you know. So, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, hand cannons. Or he makes. He's experimenting with bombs, which is why he has less and less fingers every time they visit him in the campaign. Love it.
3: Can't wait to see him again. <laughs> just pinnacle of the campaign.
2: Yeah. 100% alright I know Leslie's time frame is shortening rapidly so yeah I
1: think I'm in time for one more That's episode Ah,
0: cool. uh, that'll be a, it'll be this okay, is the first episode right potentially yes yeah, this yeah. is the first episode let's do one more right. and cross the bridge when we get to one more episode 5 pass through fire if you want to read the summary Leslie
1: Mm
2: -hmm. as Keyleth, though, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, (laughs) I need more prep. Okay. All right. While traveling to find the next vestige of Divergence, Vox Machina passes by Pyra, home to the Fire Ashari people. Discovering that the village is in distress, Vox Machina must help them, battling fire creatures that are spilling out into the world through a portal to another dimension as they try to close the portal Keyleth learns more about the power that lies within her bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun,
0: dun.
2: yeah
1: baby Keyleth I... are we just gonna get like baby versions of everybody because like, that's amazing
2: yeah, yeah we better I can't it. wait to see baby Grog right
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> a little, a little tiny Grog
1: yeah seems like that sword's becoming a problem
0: mm, huh? yeah huh? I think it's fine so what about reactions Some some reactions huh what do we got? Leslie believes the swords a problem. Did we all like the Avatar? Intro? I was gonna say. Oh it Looks
2: like Leslie is right. We so, are watching Avatar. Yep. <laughs>
1: this is Avatar. She and has then, mastered fire. Moving on, and
2: she got Avatar state eyes right at the end.
1: <laughs> yes, dude. New yeah. clothes, like okay, like mm-hmm. what? I don't know. That was the only thing I was like, I don't know. Okay, They're new outfit hot. coming out of the plane. Yeah. Like yes. Right.
3: Well, her. That's the her coolest way outfit. to get.
2: Dressed an and outfit I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> her other outfit burned away, so you know.
1: It's, I mean, I guess nothing in this show is reality, so yeah. they can afford an outfit. Change. What? It's, it's,
2: this isn't <laughs> Wait, what? real. I thought this was a History Channel special.
1: <laughs> what?
2: Yeah, in the, she in the campaign. This is where she gets the. I don't know if it's in a, a. I don't. I've never played a druid. I don't know if it's a real spell or if it's a Matt Mercer homebrew spell, but it's she can use her beast shape to turn into elementals now. That
0: is a specific subclass. So it's the most broken druid subclass that there is. Then that's the one she has. Yeah, I forget. I forget what exactly it is. Yeah.
2: So she she do be turning into elementals all the time now. Get ready for that.
0: Oh boy! It's Circle of the Moon. That's yeah. That's fast. I need to. So sick. So Um, sick. Very, very strong. Very neat. Yeah. It's, I'm, I was very impressed by like the segment. This, this is one of those interesting things. And this kind of, I definitely want to capture everyone else's reactions maybe before we answer this question fully. But this feels like, of the episodes that we've seen so far between both seasons, one that is the most of a compressed arc into a single episode or yeah. a compressed like set of episodes. Cause this does feel the fastest A to B. Like they didn't want to miss this moment because they couldn't. Right, right. But at the same time, it is kind of a side quest.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I think we'll we'll start to see more of those. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, like the Briarwoods arc was very linear and like what's the word I'm looking for serialized, kind of. Mm-hmm. But you get a lot of like one off session side quests in the campaign around this point. So I think this the whole Pyrus stuff is, is like one session.
4: Oh wow, um, okay.
2: Yeah, and it's just kind of, and it's more stuff comes up from that and it kind of bounces back and forth, but we're, I'm, I would guess the next episode is probably kind of its own quick little thing in a different place and then there'll probably be like two episodes here and then like an episode over here and they, they start doing a lot more, like Mathar was saying, kind of Monster of the Week type stuff in the campaign. So I'm excited <laughs> to see how that kind of translates over into the show.
0: Cool, rad, dope. What'd you think, Mathar?
2: Good, liked it. Hated Good. It. We got wyverns, <coughs> legally distinct wyverns. That was <laughs> sick. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. And we got nothing else to say. So that's it. Catch that's you next time. That's it. Uh, that that's it. That's it. We <laughs> do have
0: time. So yeah, I really enjoyed this episode front to back. I think that it is one that comparatively, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more sprinkled ahead of time. Like so much of the season so far has been focused really like heavily on Vex and Vax, that it would have almost been nice to like have some of the insecurity of Keyleth. That flashback maybe be tucked into a different episode or a different right. portion, just because suddenly flipping to it, it's like the dramatic stakes are there. Like it feels good and distinct as an episode, but at the same time, I think it would have hit a little bit better knowing kind of the the quest and right. All but yeah. I really liked it overall. Like I don't.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, I guess a nice thing about it is we're not like. That wasn't like, all right, cool, and that's keyless arc, and it's done. There's more Keela <laughs> to come, you right. know, for sure. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, it it's one of the, like, few detriments to this show in general is just rushing through so much content. You have to mm-hmm. really figure out, like, where you can place stuff, but I think they're balancing right. it super well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's a real detractor yeah. or anything like that. It was just, comparatively, this feels like a bottle episode.
2: Oh, 100%, kinda. yeah. We got Allura and Kima back, and that's yeah. tight.
1: Not Got said. some smooch in
2: on screen, like that. Mm-hmm.
1: That's Dang. like the first time we like without you telling us, like now the audience yeah. knows that they're together. First time right?
2: the show has confirmed they're together. So yeah. Nice. I really yeah, like the fart sick. scene during Craven Edge. Like oh, uh yeah. so,
1: mm-hmm. I, I was I was kinda
2: sad because the there's an outhouse scene, but it's not like there. It's like in town. And it's like that classic trope of like two people having a different conversation. That not realizing it, you know, so Scanlan's like outside the door talking to Grog and Grog's talking to Craven Edge and it's just leads to some wacky shit. <laughs> and they're like, all right, well, we we don't want to do that whole scene, but like we should throw a reference to it for for the people who want it, I it's guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <It> w- <laughs> do you think that maybe they're introducing the bit to like make it a bigger
2: bit when it hits? It's entirely possible. I yeah. Also, it's like it's not actually an important bit. And, and they're right. super rushed for like I mean, time so yeah we're talking about like yeah. you know economy of of story beats here you know no absolutely <laughs> yeah, but it is yeah, but yeah you gotta preserve bits you know
0: definitely i'm excited to see more <laughs>
2: craven edge i like that they're slipping it more and more into each episode a little bit because that's that's a pretty gnarly story you got there yeah so yeah, much was good like, good like stuff trying to go after it.
1: pike that was yeah.
2: Oh yeah, I'm sure we all noticed that at the end of the episode, it is the town Westrun is. It was all Goliaths there. That's interesting, right?
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wait, I what? Were Goliaths, huh?
2: I did not. Everybody at the everybody at the town at the end was Goliaths.
4: Oh. And, and I am assuming yeah,
1: you're they saying they all that like because rog. it's not a Goliath town. Oh, yeah. You're right.
2: You're right. I didn't realize yeah. that's what they were. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: That the ones so given it, the, the hair, tribute. So I was oh, like, oh. the gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, can we talk real quick for those who aren't really aware or have questions? Keeleth is not a Genasi, but like no. they're very much like
2: is, you know, Nazi four Bad, nations,
3: yeah. you know, yeah. earth, water, air.
2: I think a uh, lot of fire. that comes from the transition of Keeleth was a character made in Pathfinder, which I think there is like an elemental druid in Pathfinder, and yeah. then. Just kind of came over to this and was like, "All right, well, we'll, we'll work it out." You know. Yeah. So she's
3: half elf, and she's a druid, but she's got that elemental.
1: She's full yeah. subclass.
2: Right. She's a full elf. She's a full elf. She's a full but elf? Ashari is a culture. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Ashari. Yeah, so Ashari in the critical role lore is just like a culture, different clans. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. She's a full elf, which is why, like, during the uh, Sphinx scene, the Sphinx was like. Like, her big fear was having to watch all of her friends die, because she's the only one that's going to live a few thousand years. Right. Yeah, so... And then I'm Vexing sure. back to the elves.
1: So are the Fire Ashari humans?
2: Ashari can be any race.
1: Okay, so is mm-hmm. pure culture. Purely. So the culture. Air Ashari are elves. It's just a druidic elves. culture
2: with a focus. And, okay. It, yeah, so the way how the lore works is, like, each elemental Ashari culture protects the, the barrier between our world, in that specific plane. So the Arishari protect the barrier between the material plane and the elemental plane of wind, etc. I
3: don't mean to be pedantic, but according to the Critical Role wiki, she is a half-elf. Well, then that's
2: certainly wrong, because she's long-lived. She's the only one.
3: I mean that could well, just be how long half elves live in the setting. It does say during no, campaign one, Keely is die. a twenty-three-year-old young half-Elven woman standing about six feet tall. There is a Marisha Ray actually confirmed this on Twitter. So
4: mm-hmm.
3: actually, that's just for her height. Mm-hmm. I actually don't know, but oh. uh, yeah,
2: maybe I don't know. So so I just to say like sounds like I'm not just like misremembering, the- but she- oh, okay, then that's what it is. Uh, sorry. What. The long-lived thing is because of her, because that's a high-level druid thing. Oh, oh right. Like monks cat, have the thing where you like don't monks, age. Yeah, you're a monk. But monks will still die at their regular age. Right. The high-level druid thing is you just don't die. Because they age. have a breakdown of all her half-elf okay. like, abilities and stuff, oh. too. Yes. Okay. So it is the druidic thing that makes her live for like thousands of years.
1: Oh, now, you
2: went, now we all know. Now we all know. Terrifying. Yeah.
1: Shit. <laughs>
2: I would never play a druid. you would be all lonely. <laughs> so lonely. Well, but if your whole culture is druids, then it's fine. I don't
0: know. Yeah,
2: yeah maybe. <laughs> okay. All right, fine. She's a half elf. I just remembered she yeah. was long lived, and that's a whole plot point for a lot of things because she said all her friends mm-hmm. are going to die.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. All right. Maybe. Anyways, you too. do half but elves really I'm only have normal on
0: lifespans? yeah no it's like double it's a little bit longer than humans if i remember correctly i want to say it's like 140 years or something like yeah. that but it's not it's not crazy it's, it's less not than like the 700 it's less thousand, than gnomes or dwarves
2: yeah. or yeah. any yeah. other like fantasy race but it's yeah.
0: mid it's higher than human but
2: yeah um, 180 years is like the max mm, there we go
0: yeah this episode, like I said, it's great. It kind of feels again like a bottle episode where it's like this is all very self-contained. It's very interesting immediately. And then we get more teases on the things that we got teased on at the end of the last episode, yeah. As well as this kind of leading plot with Craven Edge as well that like has me scratch my head about. Well, I mean, not really scratching my head, but like there's clearly going to be some in in party fighting via. Craven Edge's hunger, and I'm just reminded immediately of, like, Frostmourne. Again, I've talked a lot about Warcraft and the way that that <laughs> okay, makes my yeah.
2: life. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Craven Edge do be a problem. Ripley and the dragons do be a problem. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she's, so like, making a deal with
2: them. Yeah, she made a deal with, with the Briarwoods. <laughs> you <know>? Fair
1: enough. <laughs> Let's make a deal. Yeah. Yeah. She's
4: got
2: bad instincts, I think. She's very, like, self-preservation-y, <laughs> like so instincts. if she ends up in a situation where there's someone who she doesn't think she could take in a fight. She's just like, Oh, I'll side with them. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Yeah. Ripley. Primary cool. Antagonist.
3: Seems like a cool person. Super uh, nice. Yeah. I, I just on that note, Crossland, I mean, that, that was my prediction for one of the episodes last week was that it was going to be side quest, right? Like side quest monster mm-hmm. of the week. That's like, feels like the format of the show is like, okay, there is, we'll probably get around to some like overarching, you know, connected plot stuff later in the season, but each week you're going to get these vignettes that sort of highlight a character or take you to a new location. I mean, with as dense as the lore is for Critical Role, like we said before, they have to cherry pick what they can squeeze in and find mm-hmm. any way for yeah. the, it to make sense that like, okay, this week we're jetting off to to here, right? So
1: I mean, kind of mm-hmm. makes sense. Like last season was just like, hey, this is the world. These are the characters. And now this season's like, okay, you're interested. Let's go through their backstories mm-hmm. and explain mm-hmm. like, why you should really love these characters. <laughs>
3: it makes me so excited for a rewatch. Genuinely oh, yeah. so thrilled yeah. for a rewatch. And honestly, I don't know that I'll ever actually do it. But if someone wanted to make super cuts of season one, I would watch <laughs> the shit out of them, right? For all of those moments that sort of yeah, hey, there's more to this story right and go back yep. and watch those and, and appreciate the details that were left out i would love to do that i just don't have the time to invest
2: right. <laughs> i'd say no one does but people got mad time out there for some reason i don't know What do, do they get just it listen to it three times where so do like... they get it i don't know <laughs> we have all got that like harry potter time watch thing <laughs> shit time turner yeah the time turner yeah Am I crazy? Am I
0: losing it? Did Vax's eyes change colors? I don't
1: When? I don't know. I
0: don't think so. Between between maybe. accepting the deal and not, I thought it he seems did have brown different. eyes. I wasn't 100%. before. Yeah.
1: I totally didn't notice. I didn't a weird red tone. It
0: could oh, also be the okay. light reflecting off of them. I just like noticed. No, that's totally brown with, like, red That's type. Yeah, I don't know. No, I think oh. it, now Maybe I'm attention. crazy. I might be crazy.
2: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Who's so now say?
1: we have a magic broom, and yes. it is full fledged. Yes.
2: Yes. The uh, we got Vex two is magic. More sticks mature in this now, or Vex is yes. more mature now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Vex getting her broom, Vex getting his super speed. Like we're we're starting to they're starting to look like the characters from the campaign Grog more getting and more. His and beard. Mm-hmm. Grog's got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> I saw like Travis Willingham talking about how it was really hard in season one to like get the design right for Grog because he just wanted his beard <laughs> that he has for like majority of the first campaign but he doesn't get it right away and he's like he was so mad that he had to design a grog that didn't have a beard <laughs> so they like they got that beard to him quick in season two so does anyone have
3: at this point a favorite character if you had to pick
2: mine's not in the show yet so of, here's the deal. of the people that uh, are in was, the show yeah. of the these portrayals
0: this season doesn't focus on him at all but it's it shouldn't come as a shock to anyone that like percy was an early favorite for me yeah. the gate i'm just emo boy i was in on the emo boy come on like no was, mercy percy is my easy. favorite as no well. mercy yeah. percy so good not only that but it is so it is remarkably impressive how different the three four characters that talison has played over time oh are. my god i know yeah yeah talison and percy stands out completely yeah everything else. percy
2: was my favorite until a certain character that shows up way later Of campaign one. And then Caduceus was my favorite for campaign two. So Taliesin Jaffe's got a pretty good track record of being my favorite. So,
1: yeah. How about you, Mathart or or Leslie? I think my favorite... I I didn't think this at first, but I know we just watched a Keyleth episode. But I feel like Keyleth is kind of the character that I always end up playing in campaigns. Like the... I don't know just kind of like myself in the character like i feel like that's probably what marisha did with this one so i feel like i just relate the most to this character so it just feels awesome like yeah but like in the beginning of like season one i was like dude Keila sucks man like, she just <laughs> does nothing <laughs>
2: but, She's but so yeah. nervous. i'm relating
1: yeah. to her more and more every day so yeah <laughs>
3: What about you, Mathar? Yeah, that was going to be my answer, too, is is Keyleth is just, like, if I could be any, if I was going to be a character in a fantasy world, like, it would be Keyleth. Like, she's just, <laughs> she's great. I mean, I, yeah, she was nervous and and maybe, like, underpowered in season one, but I don't know. I just i think she's such a relatable character so i i mean that doesn't surprise me all that much that i think she's just such a fun character to get to spend time with and i kind of realized it in this episode that's why i put the question down is like whoa i fucking love Keila. like she's a great character yeah. and and i just i felt so connected to her like in the story it was like oh i can relate to like your fears and when she hulks out at the very end Uh, It goes full elemental and the, you know, avatar eyes open. I I got chills. So, huge fan. I'll be very much looking forward to another Keyleth episode, but kind of a surprise is I didn't think I would like Grog as much as I do, but I fucking
2: love Grog so much. (laughs) That's the the... I like this show, but this fucking grog guy. To grog is the best, and I would die for him. Pipeline is very short in a straight line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah totally he's so right. good. Just the the, the, the
3: this oh. the you know, I think the the energy with with that like Travis brings to the table of with course. grog is just yeah. When you know who he is and what he looks like and everything in real life, it's yeah. just like, man, he is just bringing it all to this character. Um, and I
2: Travis it. also has a pretty good track record for making characters that compete for my favorite right now. Campaign three, my favorite is definitely Travis's character. Chatting I have no uh,
3: idea who his character is after uh, like the first few episodes. I don't know who he becomes because he's uh, la- last episode I saw he was still like Bertrand Bell.
2: Yes. No, he wasn't anymore. He was like it was like uh, in between. Oh yeah, so he shows back so up gone. as a as well, don't a, spoil it for oh, me. Oh, okay. Oh, you're you're, you're going to watch campaign three? I might. Yeah. yeah. All right.
1: Uh, so I have to pop off in like a couple minutes. here. Yes. So all right. any uh, my big predictions. predictions are the exact yeah. same as last time. I'm just letting every episode hit me <laughs> and uh, accepting whatever comes through. You know. So Amazing. I don't know where it's going. I'm very excited for whatever the next vestige is going to be. Mm-hmm. So yeah. very excited.
0: Sorry. Truly, I have no idea. This is one of those fun things where it's like, I know enough of the high notes. The only vestige that I know super clearly was what we've already gotten. So now it's like, for me, I'm also kind of in the dark. I know some bigger plot beats, but for most of the rest of the Chroma Conclave, I I don't know. Yeah. I'm super excited yeah. now to be in the dark.
2: <laughs> oh, it's going to get Welcome. so good, guys. <laughs> it's going to get so good. Josh? I, I, I got a pass because... I, I've this seen the, the guy. episode names and I know the campaign, so I know exactly where the season ends. <laughs> well, then I got
3: one that's coming out of left field here. Kind of spice things up a little bit. I think we're going to see some dick pretty soon. Like, I don't know who's. We've got them, right? Maybe like Grogs, maybe Scandlins. At I feel least more
1: like titties. Like, come maybe, on. Maybe, <laughs> yeah.
3: I mean, I, I feel like, so, yeah,
2: something's going to. We've got to see some dick soon. Yeah, something's going to peek out. I'll start writing to the team at Metapigeon Productions uh, <laughs> asking for more dick. <laughs> oh, so that's an exciting factor about uh, The Mighty 9 being made is that some of the greatest animators in the world their job is going to be to draw thousands and thousands of dicks on walls dicks
0: all over everything. <laughs> because
2: that is that is a so major point dicks. of The Mighty 9 is the dick graffiti Just... they leave mm everywhere the entire plot point of a whole character <laughs> oh, get ready for that show if you want dicks stick around for their second series The Mighty Night
1: yeah. get ready.
2: campaign 2 alright <laughs> The Mighty oh, Night
1: Yeah, I'm excited incredible Perfect. No Um, notes.
2: No notes. Yeah. No notes. Well, there were a lot Uh, of notes, a lot of musical notes that spoke to my soul. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I I feel like we should start with the episode title, of course. This is episode six, Into Rhyme Cliff. And uh, if you could read the summary, that'd be great.
5: Upon arriving at the location of the next Vestige of Divergence, Vox Machina must face the challenges of the mysterious Sphinx, Camel... Giori. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Sure.
2: Cammy. No Cam- one will know if Campbell, you're wrong.
5: Giori, the mates <laughs> of Osisa. We'll call him Cam from now on. But even if they can succeed, a new unexpected threat lies waiting for
4: them.
2: And that's, that's the end of the thing, right? I wasn't reading along, so I didn't know if it was a dramatic pause or... <laughs> No, oh, no, no, no. PJ has plenty of those, though. I mean, that
0: guy that showed up in the... Yeah, yeah. PJ, when did you get uh, here? What's I've that? been here the whole time. I've been
5: quiet, just taking it all in.
2: Oh, that's the strange-hooded figure that's been standing behind Cross this whole time.
5: I, I didn't see it in the
0: camera. We like, thought you that? knew. Oh, no. <laughs> I've been watching. <laughs> This is horrifying. This is horrifying. (laughs) Let's get those reactions. How do we feel after this episode? How do we, how do we?
2: I watched Uh... The Last of Us was that not what i was supposed to watch
0: i also watched the
2: last of us i'm so sorry you are
3: far too stoic to have just watched the last of Us. no i actually have not (laughs) seen the most recent episode of the last of us because i was gonna do it right
2: now but then we had to record this so don't say a fucking thing i know nick offerman's in it and he's gonna break my heart i will not not. so
1: excited yeah we're gonna watch it after this yeah
3: I thought yeah. you guys would have watched it last night. Oh
2: my gosh.
1: We were going okay, to, but we caved and admit. we watched this episode. We watched this last night
2: <laughs> and then we watched it again right now. <laughs> You broke. Wait, I'm going to be real night? here. SOBs. Oh, you're right. I mean, this, well, the this podcast is, is over. So This has just been yeah, happening. We're this is real time. Real we're, we're time. <laughs> <laughs> we all
0: just found this out right now. Yeah, no, I subbed in The Last of Us immediately once we were done. I was like, all right, I'll wait the two hours. And then I watched it and I was like, cool. i was like i'm holding on to this one so my real reaction here that's genuine and mathar's genuine reaction and pj of whom suddenly is speaking again those those are real mathar what'd you think god such a
3: good episode holy shit i i i texted the group wow as soon as it was done because that was all i could muster it was so fucking good the action like i didn't okay so 10 minutes in i was like wow this is cheesy as hell (laughs) <laughs> like Scanlon's song cheesy. everything right. I was just like wow they're really like it, it's cheesy and I'm okay with it but it's like really campy and th- I changed my tune real quick like as it, every every with every second of the episode I was like okay it's cheesy but like in a good way like okay it's not as cheesy anymore it's kind of like touching and like oh my god it's so meaningful <laughs> they did so much in 2013 20- what twenty six minutes? Like they did yeah. so much with such a small window of time. Ugh, I just—it's masterful storytelling in this in this particular format. I I could gush all day, but all I'll yeah, being see the person
2: time. coming in here saying with a song and it's cheesy. This is the person that forced me to record a song for a past D and D podcast. That was a ballad about <laughs> it's a very strong word. So.
3: <laughs> I think I remember
2: s- pitching it to you and you being
3: like, "Hell yeah!" So forced. I don't recall. You pitched forcing. me a song,
2: and I was like, "That would be fun for you to write and record and put in this." And then, like two days later, I was standing I in receipts, front of a mic, begging at you, me. being like, I, have "I can't sing, I can't sing, please, please, Heather, <laughs> <man, or>
3: no." <laughs> help. I stand by it. Listen to episode four of Favorite Terrain. <laughs>
5: no, don't. <laughs> it's the last Insert episode that will ever exist. Yeah, we can. We can. What do you mean, don't
3: Leslie? It's so good. I'm proud of it. I (laughs) think those four episodes are fantastic. We don't want to get.
1: No, we don't want to get people's hopes up because nothing is ever going to come after that.
2: It is a you know a victim of the pandemic and many other things. But Mm. oh, it was it was beautiful when it soared so high Mm. for so brief a time.
3: It was just a. It was before its time. You know, it was before its time. We we were we flew too close to the sun. We're doing better now.
2: Yeah, we got to super familiar with Party. the sun, and then now we're just fucking riding sunbeams with tales of Kana. That's what that yeah, is. Yeah. So I mean, like
3: I I did that thinking no one gives sure. a shit what I do. I would never probably have imagined that a critical role would throw in like a, such a ballad, such a and honestly, it, like the song wasn't what what like surprised me. It was like the style with which, like the anachronistic. I, I'm used to that. Like by now, like they. The show's full of anachronisms, and I love that about it, but it just surprised me in a way where it was like, oh, this is really campy, and you know what, I'll allow it. But then as it went on, I was like, oh my god, I'm probably going to watch this again, and it's going to be one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> and by the end of it, for sure, I was just like, holy crap, so much happened. And now, the song was just like, you know, just like a like a little, something to wet my palate at the very just beginning. a brief <laughs> moment of
2: <laughs> happiness before yeah. everything went to shit.
3: Oh my god, <laughs> unbelievable storytelling. Anyway, I'll turn the floor over to someone else.
0: No, I'm I'm totally with you on that, especially thinking about the song uh, for me, like, immediately reminded me of Titan AE and, like, those early thousands uh, animation movies that would do, like, those soaring ballads. Yeah. I don't know. Tarzan with the Phil Collins Ooh. soundtrack in those moments. Yeah. It's, it kind of had that same energy to it, and I was just like, ugh.
2: My uh, heart wrenched. Felt like a child again. My, my mother's moment. son dance at my wedding was to You'll Be in My Heart by Tarzan. So like <laughs> a good <laughs> power talent with a lot of <laughs> Tom work. Mm-hmm. it speaks to the soul yeah honestly i mean <laughs> phil collins
3: did not need to go that hard there's a lot of really funny memes about like oh so <laughs> yeah. phil we need you to like write the soundtrack and it should be like you know sentimental and like we probably Spins with the sunglasses son of man
2: went to the sky <laughs> <Exactly.
3: Yeah. laughs> like that's phil collins he just can't resist just, phil
2: phil can't <laughs> not you know <laughs> yeah. you sorry totally.
0: tom
5: work And immediately all I could like, I, the name Phil went out of my brain and all I thought about was Tom Collins. (laughs) (laughs) I really need to make myself a Tom Collins. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean,
3: name the podcast on the 10. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. Totally cut you off halfway through that. PJ, what were your reactions? No, that was, that was it. That's all I wanted to say. (laughs) I
5: I loved it. And (laughs) I agree. The song was a little bit campy and whatever, but (laughs) <laughs> the 3d animation overload of the like of the the visuals for the song were amazing i love oh this. yeah i absolutely love this episode josh and i just before we started recording before everybody got in here we're talking about sort of the differences no. campaign
0: comparisons go later there's some sort of a form of a format <laughs> no you're, you're getting
3: voted off the <laughs> island crossland another, another <laughs> interjection like dying. that from you
5: <laughs> <laughs> we
2: got rid of pj for two Fuck. episodes we
1: can nope, do it for Cross you sounds right <laughs> everybody I will, I
5: will stop derailing <laughs> from going specific about it but i love the direction they took with the story in this episode yes yes I, I, I felt like it all
0: worked very 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 well got got my stamp of approval back there it was worried for a second <laughs> i
5: was gonna have I, yeah, to that's all i was gonna, was to gonna say back. i know Jeez. there's a format to be followed
2: there's, to, a, there's a
1: lot hard of hard questions for,
2: you're about to have for, to take pj yeah, into the break room and have him recite yeah i will stay on Mm -hmm. project not go out of all right traders, your reactions (laughs) principal shaw over here is about to give us all marks on our premier record
1: (laughs) so we were watching it last night in bed and oh my god like i can't even think of what came before the song in that episode it was just so incredible we were like laughing through the whole song it was like so fucking funny and i felt real emotions watching it because the visuals were so fun and like I was like, oh, this is so cute. And like, I just want them to be together again. Oh, no. and, oh man, it was so funny. And then they got the sword and then they lost the sword immediately. So but now that they then now they know where like other vestiges are, so now we know where we're going. And they ended up in a very crazy situation at the end so who the hell knows how long they'll be in the fucking Wilds?
2: how many over the because now we leslie and i've watched it two times how many times mm. over those two watches did you make an avatar reference in this episode leslie
1: mm. can i get through an episode without making no an but it was a reference? few <laughs> 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 right at the end we both looked
2: at each other and uh, in unison said the spirit world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're in the spirit world.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, Good I guess stuff. what this has been very educational for me, like doing this, this little side project with y'all. I think I'm going to have to put more Avatar into the main campaign, and that'll really get Leslie out of <laughs> her seat. <laughs> well, on,
2: on, on the real, though, we can come back. We can circle back and talk about this bunch post recording. Leslie has expressed interest multiple, multiple times on the first thing she ever DMs. Being it's hard. GTRPG. Yeah, hard mode, straight out the gate.
1: (laughs) Throw a one-shot or like a
2: three-shot mini campaign on the feed. It's not hard. It's such such a smooth... I mean, it's like...
1: I say hard because, I mean, it is like a completely new system that I'm not familiar with, probably.
2: It's also a completely new system we're not familiar with. So mm-hmm. chortle, that's a that'd that'd that's that's actually I hate better.
1: I reading, and I, I'd have to read a lot. will get you the audio book.
2: <laughs> Dude, if anyone Leslie, has access yeah, to just... that
1: source material, I'll send it my way because
3: I'll drop the PDF in the chat. Did right you now.
1: did you pay for the Kickstarter? Mm-hmm. But, oh man, I did. I had no idea that was happening until it was done. Found
2: out so. after. Yeah, it came and went so yeah. fast. Anyways, my reactions to the episode, everybody, because I've been talking to (laughs) everyone else's, so you Mm -hmm. already know them. (laughs) 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 Fucking fantastic. Love it. Leslie and I are in a like half cheesy, half serious, like eighties inspired rock band. And we're we're covering (laughs) we're covering that song. The first time I watched it, I was like, this is cheesy and delicious, and I love it, but it is campy. It kind of reminded me of one of my favorite things Disney's ever done, which is Lost in the Woods in Frozen 2, which is the superior frozen by like a lot. Oh yeah. Fight me. A lot of yeah. we'll you. Okay. I'll go to no, war. I I'll agree. go to war yeah. with you. I, I think all of friends. you have good taste. That's yeah. why I'm on this podcast. Anybody listening right now, <laughs> if you don't agree, you're wrong. <laughs> to appreciate the first frozen like it's fine multiple times
3: over, right? Like I've watched it many times, but the second one is incredible. Look, the first Frozen was
0: a lot. Frozen of, later in the docket, but like we're okay. Yeah,
2: Frozen, pretty solid <laughs> movie. Not as good as Tangled. I'll, I'll Tangled die on the hill. Yes, is <laughs> also true. <laughs> Absolutely,
3: will die on the hill. Tangled is an unappreciated hit, man. It is like, Frozen Two might pop
2: Tangled. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. That's don't not know. what this is about. I love a good cheesy eighties <laughs> power ballad in the middle of something that had nothing to do with that, and. <laughs> It got me going. It got me where I needed to be. And then it got me a little farther. Mm. And all of that's incredible. But even before that, like, I am never psyched out by like, a, oh, we only showed half the creature situation. When you see Umbracill in the very first, like, minute of the episode, I was like, oh, that's a fucked up wolf. Like, I had no clue what I was looking yeah, at. Yeah,
1: I had the Such same a good misdirect
2: because it's like forced perspective. Mm-hmm. It was far enough away. I was like, what is that? umbra still baby so surprised when umbra still showed up even though they literally fucking show us like three quarters of his body Mm -hmm. right away the Mm -hmm. episode was so campy and like fun it made me forget about that and then we get into the song it's incredible but like also the sphinx did the same thing the other sphinx did and just fucking ripped people a new one every single person Mm -hmm. like hell yeah the this time it's vex that gets the worst one. That's the last, uh, like your brother's gone. You have no more family left. Dot, dot, dot. That cares about you. That cares Not that you. have about no more family you. left. that too. You have no more family left mm-hmm. that cares about you. Oof. Hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Grog starting the episode off with the fucking Age of Ultron nightmare scenario and then Mm -hmm. carrying forward to him actually fucking stabbing the one person in the world that he loves more than himself, Pike. And I mean, I'll say it every single episode. Grog is should be an annoying character. He's one of my favorites. And it has everything to do with his sweet and warm and loving relationship with Pike. Mm -hmm. And to see him stab to see him stab. Is a pickle, as her nickname is. God damn, hurt hurt me in my soul mm-hmm. more than more than any sphinx death or dragon fight or insults to vex, grog stabbing Pike made me not feel so good no more. I desperately, <sighs> I'd been making the joke
0: since I saw it because we beat you here by a little bit, Mathar, for those at home. And I was like, I can't wait for Mathar to read the summary. And then we came up with a much better idea of having PJ do it. But I was like, consistently making them read the summary is yes. going to be super funny because they're all going to end
2: on these brutal cliffhangers, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> it's <like> if, <laughs> if, if it's going to keep really watching sad, Mathar. If we keep mm-hmm. watching them um, three episodes at a time, someone will get a fun intro, someone will get a fun intro, and then Mathar will be sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we really want that. <laughs> them to just hurt, you
1: know. <laughs> so if the Sphinx can't kill a dragon, what the hell? It's
0: a great question. <laughs> if a
1: god, Sphinx,
0: rusty, you know, like
1: just I a little rusty. So. It was rusty. I gold. don't know. <laughs> Literally, just casually used hyper beams, like no big deal.
2: Are are okay. we in the part where we're moving into discussion about campaign? Because <laughs> I have some thoughts. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, the- Vox Machina. <laughs> does not kill a dragon. Vox Machina and armies sometimes, occasionally win by pure luck with god weapons <laughs> and literal deities sometimes. Mm-hmm. I do not want to understate how fucked they are against these dragons. And is like kind of like kind of a bitch compared to the other ones, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
1: right the at, big the, right big steamy, the green the green, the green
2: dragon and the black dragon, they're like they're, they're slippery, you know, but they're not mm. strong.
1: Mm-hmm. Right after the episode happened, when we watched it previously well, <laughs> last I'm... night, they had the question because maybe it wasn't clear, and Josh informed me. I was like, "Wait, so are the vestiges just all conveniently weapons that they will be great at using?" And Josh said that like there's so many vestiges, but these are the ones like they will use. Like there will be theoretically
2: best them, right? per lore of the Calamity a vestige for every god that would have a champion there if you ever look up d d five e deities there's like fifty of them or more you know mm-hmm. there's so almost two or three per god to yeah. like
0: give variety for the classes and there's yeah on the, it, like, i mean in, associated.
2: in later campaigns they find other vestiges just by happenstance or i mean in a mini campaign DM'd by someone that's not even matt Angar, fucking fantastic love you if, if you ever want to hang out just let me know i assume she listens to <laughs> you guys's podcast anyways <laughs> um, just gives them a vestige right out the gate and you could feel all of the like like matt stands like Collectively clinch. And in an interview, she's like, it's like a sweater, they'll grow into it. Oh but there's God. a bunch more out there besides these ones. Mm-hmm. They're just being pointed towards the ones that will help them in their fight. You know? Okay. pj looks like he's got stuff to say. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I've only listened once. Uh <laughs> we did make that bit earlier.
5: I did want to to bring up something that you brought up earlier, Josh, of having like forgotten that they even showed Umbrasil in the beginning. Until yeah. you mentioned that never crossed my mind that that was
2: such a good misdirect. Mm-hmm. They show it and then they immediately engage you like that. I feel like that's the shortcoming of a lot of like teasing and like horror movies and stuff like that is they'll tease. And then it goes into a boring scene. If you tease and then you immediately entertain in a different direction, you fucking forget. Yeah, And then <laughs> later when you watch it the second time, you're like, Oh, they showed me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's, On Mathar's point of 26 minutes, there's not a there's not a shot in that episode that's not like meticulously entertaining. Mm -hmm. I did
0: want to say just on that point, this was something that actually I wanted to bring up during episode two, but we were kind of crunched for time. I love that since and this is something that like I hadn't really picked up on until we actually got to wearing the vestige is that the Raven in the intro has the exact same golden thread and color motif Mm -hmm. as you guides you through the story through each of the different panels Mm -hmm. as the coloring that is on Vax stuff and the thread that was also between them as though the Raven Queen is like pulling us through the story. Oh, yeah. So there is dope.
2: I would say there's a a group of critters out there that whenever we saw the original intro, like per the Kickstarter, cause that, that intro was made like before they were even sure they were getting a full season or anything that they like made the intro and they're like, here's an intro because we're, we did it. And then they're like, Oh fuck, we have a season. Oh my God. But like the intro is already released as like a big hype thing. If mm-hmm. I remember correctly, I could be wrong. I won't, be, I won't be like, yeah, we knew, but there was like a lot of like, reddit threads of like do you think this raven and this thread represents it's fun to see that they're using kind of the same thing and yeah no totally that that you should have paid attention to the raven and the golden Mm -hmm. thread and
0: i did i did see and like noted because i knew enough about the raven Queen to be like that's got to be the reference here is that like i know that that's prevalent but obviously it didn't come up until this season so it was just you know and the intro they're
1: all like dying at the end so like the raven's pulling them all like towards death. now that i'm thinking (laughs) about it
2: i'm thinking about the anime they made an animation to announce the kickstarter that Mm -hmm. is not this animation it ended with Mm -hmm. like delilah and silas sitting on a throne and then like there was a dragon that she turned into (laughs) <laughs> and then, like, a big cloudy monster behind a different one. But it still had the raven in the thread. Mm-hmm. Just not as prevalent.
5: Yeah. I don't remember that. Cool. I don't think I saw it.
2: It was just like, a, hey, we're going to make an animated series. And they used the same, the same animators they made the campaign 2 intro with to make it. Which, mm-hmm. shout out to those guys. I hope Critical Role's still hooking you up. Because you did some fucking phenomenal work. And as far as I know, it was, like, two people. So, mm-hmm. um, we can't all they be tit But, one. like, holy shit. Yeah, they should, like, okay. they should they should make sure you guys are like oh thank you Mathar. Life.
1: thank you thank you thank you so much <laughs> did, okay did
2: Mathar just post the yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> thank god yes okay I, so are there any other big like campaign shifts
0: i uh, didn't want to bring up at the very least yeah pj and josh you guys were talking about before the stream Mythgard. specific Myth- carver yeah yep get, get your so sword that. straight yeah we don't across.
5: know fuck
1: i believe i believed him it's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah that <laughs> Mythgard. <laughs> Yeah.
5: So that is a weapon very specifically tailored towards Scanlon. Yeah. And the like it being taken by the dragon doesn't happen at all. He holds on to it for most of the campaign and basically <laughs> <never> <laughs> <fucking> uses it. <laughs> he just never fucking uses it. So yeah, Sam so Regal is a, off book a little bit.
2: Yeah. Well, off book, but not. They're like giving. So, like, Pike shouldn't be here right now. And actually, that's why she's dead. It's uh, just kidding. Yeah. yeah. No, right. No, it's, it's, I, I always feel weird bringing up like interviews I see with them on this because I'm like, they already have their own reaction show. It's probably better. You know, but, like, um, <laughs> leave us alone. No, no, no I, I, I'm just I kidding. Love You're being good. here. Thank you guys. And also, they don't have like, Crossland's boyish charm, you know? Oh, that's what it is. (laughs) True cutie. (laughs) Principal. There was like an interview recently with Ashley Johnson where she's talking about like, it was so fun to rewrite not necessarily or specifically the story of Vox Machina, but, but their own history as people because she felt so left out as a friend by her, like not by anyone's fault, but like she had to be gone in New York for this job because this was like a hobby thing that was cool, but she landed like a, one of the biggest acting opportunities of her career. She had to be there and just FOMO on FOMO, you know? And it's like, she gets to relive all those moments she missed by being a part of the writing process and recording in character for all of those things. So it's super cool that she's there for that. And I totally forget where I started this. Okay. Well, I
3: like this a lot because (laughs) that's one of the things I'm not really aware of is I, I I've seen episodes where she's not there right but like how much of the first and second campaigns was she like? 70
2: to 80 percent really I, I really and she's like a she's like a of core... the first campaign I would say 50 to 60 percent
0: of the second campaign wow pretty sure those numbers are right yeah
3: is she just like a bigger name
2: than everybody else on the, the cast like well she's the only one with like live action acting credentials that matter besides Talison as a child but she's in the Avengers yeah she's in the Avengers <laughs> yeah
1: she <so>. is <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, a very small part, but she was a major character on a long-running like TV show. TV show. So, what was her yeah, show? Blind spot. She was like
0: blind spot. Blind spotting. Yeah,
2: yeah. Blind spot. She was the nerd, uh, like forensics tech expert. Of of like a CSI type show, but it's more serialized and like a little more sci-fi. So interesting because I I would not have guessed that at all, that she was gone
3: for so much of those campaigns.
2: They nail it. And I mean, luckily they have a blueprint for a lot of what she's doing because half the time Matt's playing her Mm. as like an insert NPC, basically, just to keep Pike with them. Because Matt knows like, hey, in three weeks, Ashley is free to join us for a game. I'll make sure Pike's with them when she does, wherever right. they may be. You know, so um, I wonder
3: how hard that was for her to jump in and jump out and like try tough. to keep she up. She had and, like, no
2: clue what was going on D anD D wise. She was level three the last time they played, and now she's level seventeen. <laughs> Not quite that bad. I think the campaign starts at like level eleven or the show, but she'll like she'll be like five levels higher, and just have to like, hey, I got my character sheet today, and people would like. N- internet people are the worst they they like talk shit and be like how do you not know your character and it's like bro she's been working (laughs) yeah so yeah yeah.
5: so that that whole from the first season of this show the the whole astral projection thing was their their way to get her in and out of the campaign very like conveniently when she was able to skype into
2: the show she'd be like i could skype in or like very very occasionally because brian foster who is her Were they married or engaged? I don't know. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Brian Foster, who is her long term partner, is in LA the whole time, as far as I know, because he's like running their like after show talk thing and everything. So she'll like still show up to like be with family and uh, friends and her partner every now and then and do an episode live, but then like be gone and then zoom in for like a few episodes or like Skype in. And then be gone. So it's just like Matt always kind of tried to keep Pike close by, Mm -hmm. but not too important piece of the narrative. And it's so cool to see Ashley get to like rewrite Pike and play Pike the way she would have, you know, super cool character. Well, for season campaign three, she's way more present, right? Well, campaign three, blind spots done and critical role is on like another, another level. And like, I feel like, you never want to, like, buy completely into your parasocial relationship with your internet heroes, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most other companies would have been like, we love her, but she's not coming back for Campaign 2. She's too busy. Or they would have been like, we love her, but she's not, like, a full part of Campaign 3 because she hasn't been here for the rest. Nah, Critical Role was like, nope, she runs our nonprofit organization. She is bought in entirely as, like, one of the people who guides and runs this company. And now that she's here, she's here. She's fucking here. She's writing the show with us. You know, like, yeah. and she's mm-hmm. about
1: to make more money doing critical role than she did. In I, Point Spot.
2: <laughs> I don't know how money right. works with acting, but I really believe that's <laughs> probably true. <laughs> they all just landed their fucking dream jobs. And she's like double in the bag. I hope from last of us. <laughs> so, um, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. One of just for just for the numbers, so there's a lovely site for anyone who doesn't know out there that Critical Role Stats. And I've I definitely mm, been paying mm. attention to this just for funsies because I'm always fantastic. curious when Ashley drops out and when they when she jumps back in. And so for Campaign 1, she's in 54 of 112 episodes and less or 114. Than half. Sorry. Yeah, so less than half. And then 86 of seemingly 143, I think.
2: 143 for Campaign 2. That adds up. Yeah, yeah, now that there's the extra two. But barely over half. <laughs> <clears throat> right and right now she's in episode like 40 something she's in, in all of them 50 something right 50 something yeah. oh, I think we just crossed at 50 yeah yeah Wow. Um, anyway Damn, if you fast. ever want to do like a whole nether podcast where we just talk about Critical Role <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <I'm laughs> I don't fucking think down. anybody's done one yet, yeah, so, we yeah. do <laughs> so we should just do it we should
4: just do
1: it okay I do have a question about campaign yeah. to show mm-hmm. to put us back on track here so when Grog kind of loses control is that like a like kind of how we lose control in our current campaign, like it's it not just an snaps world. like a con if, save or, or like which, a, which is
2: something we've done away with. But yeah, it's not a con. like what wisdom, happens. Like is does save, he is like
1: okay now you have to attack your friends or I mean it, this is the first instance that's happened. But
2: PJ, you, you so look like you
5: have thoughts when he Frostmorn hunger Pike. I don't believe he, like, so in, in this instance, he's kind of, like, in this bloodlust and, like, just fixated on going for the dragon. I believe he thinks it's something else. Yes. And attacks Pike, not realizing that it's Pike.
1: Right.
2: There's also, I would say, the most accurate to, like, what we got in the campaign moment is the fine, that I'll feed myself, and it withers away his arm. Yep. There's a moment at, like, kind of the end of this arc, where we Matt just tells us what the stat block was that Travis has had this whole time, but he's a fucking actor and he's gonna play it well, you know, because it tells him how his character will feel about the cursed item, because that's part of the curse. Mm-hmm. For anyone who knows D&D, this will this will be like, oh shit. For anyone who doesn't know D&D, you'll be like, okay. You maintain you get like huge buffs for every point of damage you deal until you go to sleep. But the cursed item convinces you never to take a rest, and you're just building your exhaustion. And then there's levels of exhaustion that are given based on con saves and anyone who has DM'd and never fucked around with too much exhaustion, oh. you know, like level 8 is yeah, that's permadeath. Wild. Yeah. You just die and you can't be, like, you're dead.
3: Yeah, and, not, and, and it's not a picnic along the
2: way, either. <laughs> no, no, it gets bad and bad. So Grog yeah. is getting more and more powerful at his strikes and worse at everything else. Mm-hmm. He's wow. dealing so much fucking damage and can't fucking walk straight. Oh my god. I
5: think. Surely that Every doesn't last that he long then, because god Yeah. Permanently, until he rests, a point in strength.
2: Yep. So he's like his strength is like 38 at some point or some shit. I don't know the actual number. But it's fucking climbing past what should be possible in D&D because of this very specific item. But if he rests, it all goes away. Yep.
1: yep. But it's the sword fought. never want- lets him rest. Okay.
2: Well, he's allowed to rest whenever he wants to. He has to give up all that strength he earned.
1: Oh, uh, I see.
2: Jesus, that's such a cool, cool,
1: cool stat (laughs) walk. Oh, it's
2: (laughs) such a terrible cursed item. But also, like, Travis is rolling throughout this, and there's other Mm -hmm. ways he can earn exhaustion that are all leading to his untimely death. And you start to realize why a vampire held this sword, because a vampire doesn't need Mm -hmm. to sleep. A vampire doesn't...
1: Oh, shit the exhaustion.
2: <laughs> a vampire doesn't. Yeah, all of these things that this sword is doing per D D stat blocks, a vampire is fine with.
3: Mm-hmm. It's a perfect vampires vampire slumber
2: weapon. in a lot of media, but I'm pretty sure in D D they have to like go back to their resting place or their coffin, but they don't sleep. Yeah, they're not. Resting. I
1: mean, in Twilight, the vampires don't sleep. So, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. you're
2: right. This is Twilight, baby. <laughs> this is a Twilight podcast. From this same, point, till same back. just trying same to connect back. it want, with what
1: I know.
3: <laughs> I want to touch on what Leslie asked about because I think that's interesting. If I were to put myself, if it's if it's okay, if I just pontificate yes. for a minute here, I I think well, it would, would be interesting. Now, I say yes. To because I don't believe in taking player agency away, but I think there is a very fair, if not a little diabolical, way. To run that and what it sounds like Matt did is how I would run it in that I would tell you what you're attacking and mm-hmm. the other Players wouldn't be able to say anything unless they perceived or like rolled an insight check to see if they knew what was going on. And the player with the item would not realize that they were attacking a person, not a monster, unless they rolled a high enough perception check or maybe a save of some kind. Like I I would
2: make it a roll. Right. And then I would just lie to you. Of course. (laughs) And what I love so much about that is there's already precedent in the campaign for if you're like charmed by a creature or like commanded by an enemy right. wizard, and they tell you attack your friends. Matt will be like, all right, well you have to attack your friends because that's what you were just commanded. You failed your saving throw, so they're used to being told outright what's happening. Yeah. And in that moment, it is a little more loosey goosey, yeah, because it's not, it's not a command. It's it's a losing your own perception of what is real, you know. And yeah, it's which I think it's great cool because it's
3: like, it. hey, you know, if you roll high enough, then. Yeah, you'll totally see through the facade, okay. but I'm going to make that a high DC and you picked up the item.
2: <laughs> it's not on me. <laughs> this was your choice. Yeah. Uh, yo, Matt, if you're listening to this, you pretty much taught me how to play D&D. So thank you. <laughs> and he, <laughs> yeah, he for sure is constantly I writes in into Matt. Thank whiskey, you so much. Right? You're such
3: an inspiration.
2: And uh, wow, I can't believe Critical Role
3: is sponsoring this podcast.
2: Matt, I just watched so episode cool. 109 of campaign one and that haircut not it i'm sorry too short <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> i say that specifically because he shows up it. and he goes hey what's up guys this is d and or this is a critical role where a bunch of us nerdy ass voice actors play D and apparently some barbers don't know the leave it shoulder length <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah. devastating
0: yeah brutal all
2: right uh so
1: predictions
0: predictions predictions
1: they wild time. Unless there huh? was
0: anything else, PJ, that you had on the campaign,
5: the I don't believe there was a fight between the Sphinx and any dragon. Number still
2: wasn't there. I'm yeah, pretty positive.
5: All. But like, there's just going to be an overlap of storytelling. Like they they have to condense the yeah. shit.
2: They, oh, they that's what I meant to. That's why I brought up Pike. I remember now. I'll take two minutes. I swear. Yep, there are shows that adapt things I love where I go, what the fuck are you doing? Why did you change that? Literally, this is not better. And there are some times and usually the creators are involved where you change some shit and I'm like, damn, that's a better story. This is it. Like, they're really good at and it's not always like sometimes it's just like because they have a certain amount of time and it's like, I wish we got more time with that. But in this specific episode, I'm like, that's so much more exciting. It's so fun to have Umbral still show up. Also, Sam Regal, is a fucking troll of a human being in real life and refused to ever use Mythcarver because he's like Scanlin's not a sword guy. Matt made him a legendary fucking magical sword that like plays off of charisma instead of Dex or strength and like has like all of these bardic specific things and he's like, Well I don't use swords, so like Scanlon doesn't like swords. So, like never fucking used it. So instead of just having Scanlon have the sword, Dragon stole sword. Love That's it. what we were gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. This show yeah. adapts shit so well
3: i think we could spend so much more time on the adaption stuff so in future episodes Mm -hmm. of this i think talking about the adaption thing undoubtedly because i mean there's other media that you know people get pretty salty about any changes to the things Rings of power is a recent example of like just constant salt and i love that show like i, I like rings of power but i, I don't love it tolkien as, well. as much
2: as i should as a nerd so i tolkien made me fall in love with fantasy i read the lord of the rings and the hobbit yeah. i like c.s lewis more i'm sorry <laughs> i mean i'm in the same boat it's like i i don't dislike tolkien and i
3: don't yeah. dislike lord of the rings i just like this show is like yeah i don't care if it's accurate it's
2: fucking great i'm having a good the time. lord of the rings right. movies weren't accurate they're the best movies ever made that's you know, like, that's
0: how I feel. Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's
0: a take, yeah. No, yeah. I mean for sure. But no, they're <laughs> incredible.
5: <laughs> Just kidding.
0: Yeah. We we definitely could spend a decent amount of time talking about adaptation because I think that that's one of the more interesting things and there's so many good examples next that week, go everywhere. So maybe at the you end, you heard day it here day. first. We'll next be week.
2: on a six part short poor journey of adaptations in general, starting next week. <laughs> <laughs> They'll the be good, releasing the next bad, week. The Ugly, right? the Stolen, the yeah, we're gonna do all of those. As long as week. you talk so
0: about Aragon, because I have I've, nothing nice to say.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've already written the scripts. <laughs>
3: all right all right all right so predictions here's my all right my prediction yes. is that i will continue to like the show and uh, that, <laughs> <That's safe. laughs> that josh will probably now that now that the ice has been broken of watching not waiting i feel like it's going to be like kind of like a cursed item <laughs> The, the, I'll never wait temptation to like watch the show before we all watch it together is going to grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And so I predict the next time we get together, Josh will have seen all three of them
2: already. I'm going to walk past the TV on a Friday night and just hear I young. <laughs> Craven edge. <laughs> no, oh I'm waiting for my friends. i feed me <laughs> <laughs> I dropped hey, early really. today <laughs>
5: yeah. I, I feel you're like, welcome for it. making your
2: show better by the way
0: oh, my <laughs> yeah that was great <laughs>
3: Watch these be their Just
2: least. Li- like, everybody makes it five show. minutes into the first episode of this, and they're like, Never I'm having again. a great time. This Never is the only be. zero download show they have. <laughs> episode two of The Legend of the Box. <laughs> I'm not going to watch party. Don't you
3: guys want to listen to Catacomb Party now? Yeah.
2: <laughs> you definitely should. Like, either we've got you, fans do do? or enemies. One of the two. I'll <laughs> <Let's> take either.
1: <laughs> so, I guess the sword will come back. Like, I don't know if the dragons will use the sword because in the campaign the sword. Oh, I guess they won't use any of them because they're just collecting them to make sure they don't get killed by them, I imagine. Right. I don't know. So maybe they'll get that sword back. Maybe they won't. Who knows? But at least that they like they know a couple locations for new ones, and half the party is in... We split the party, and that's never good, so mm-hmm. it's not half of them in the Feywild, half of them... Who the fuck knows? Pike's dying, and no one knows how to heal, so we'll see what happens there. They love killing characters, so we'll see what happens. Scanlin can heal technically? He maybe doesn't. as a yeah. bard? Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah maybe. I mean, yeah. Scanlin and Scanlin and per 5 e D&D can heal. Scanlin in this show? Him. We'll see. Mm-hmm. The ain't D&D anymore. For Pike.
0: That's story. that's the emotional bit. Yeah, it's yeah. true. But like the emotional resonance there of
2: yeah, anyway, okay.
1: How My do you prediction think they're gonna is be in the I'm going to I
4: don't know. I don't
2: know. I don't know. Yeah. It's a great question. I hope they don't meet anyone mild or wildly important to the sequel show they just announced. <laughs> right. I think that I'm
0: going to like the show. I think I'm going to continue to like the show. Mm-hmm. I think the show's good. And thing thing that hasn't been said, I wanted to bring up is I'm I'm really like trying to suss out where we're going to end up with the herd as it's been brought up. It was brought up at the very beginning of this episode. It was brought up at the end of the second or of the rather mm-hmm. the second episode of. This podcast, fifth episode, it, the fifth yeah. episode, and where exactly we're, we're going to end up going there and sort of the the pride with Grog returning to the herd in some way in restaurant, rest one, eh, rest, west run. Jesus, I'm not even drinking right yeah. now. I'm just sick.
2: I can't wait um, for Grog to get back to that restaurant. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Gauntlets. Gauntlets of restaurant.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Gauntlets of restaurant. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, I've Is got, it? I've
5: got a prediction. I yeah. can't imagine that they'd truly. This feels like this ending feels like they're setting up search for Grog somehow. And I, there, there's no reason for it to come up here, but this doesn't mean any to, anything to half of you. It means but, something to me. Yeah. yeah,
3: I've seen search for Grog. It's the first critical ah. thing I ever watched. <laughs> right. But so I had no context for it. I was like, okay, I thought they the- were all like that.
2: The dead bodies in his flash kind of looked like they were all amongst red brimstone and shit, right? I and mean, I'm just, we're just, we're just throwing shit against the wall here. I thought it was a <laughs> like a berserker haze was my red brimstone. I think that is what brain. it is, but it's yeah. fun that it'll come up again, you know? Um, sure. <laughs> I think either way, like, Grog, Grog is lost in his mind right now. will get lost physically at some point, maybe. Later. No. no. Can't happen. PJ, no. PJ, were you done predicting? I don't want yeah. to jump in.
5: I, I had... I, I was just trying to throw something.
2: It's hard it was, to it's hard to make predictions whenever you generally have a good idea of what's happening. Right. My prediction. God. It, yeah, I have to try and think of something I don't already know about the thing. How about or, like, you predict change. when I will finally cry? Have you not yet?
1: Oh, I think I know.
2: There will be an episode called The Bard's Lament, and you will cry. <laughs> oh, fuck. That'll
1: be a while. From That's like at the end.
2: That'll be at the end of next season, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so you gotta you gotta all like at least year. <laughs> Big
1: predictions here. <laughs>
2: you might you might make happy cries
1: it's, it's or like
2: coming. holy shit, I've never seen such beautiful animation cries between now and then. That is the first time I cried listening to the campaign, so Oh my. Yeah. Here's my prediction. Yeah. Mathar will cry. Oh. Might not be today. Might not to be tomorrow, but they will cry. <sighs> I could use it. I haven't cried in ten cry. years. So.
5: Check us out where we goof around and play Dungeons and Dragons or some other non-descript tabletop role-playing game, depending on what the public Legally perception distinct? of Wizards of the Coast is at the very moment that you're listening. You can Creative find Commons, us, baby, on social media. God damn it, Josh! <laughs> Shut Shut up. You can find <laughs> Catacomb Party on Instagram, and are we on Twitter? Yes, yeah, so we oh, are we're on, not Twitter. on Twitter. So <laughs> Jesus I <don't> know. Christ. <laughs> you can find Words Whiskey Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Reddit. You can email us at show at gmail.com. And if you'd like to join our Patreon, that is patreon.com forward slash words and whiskey.
0: Yes. Next week we are going to be continuing with, with the shit show right along with Vox Machina. It's great. So we'll see you then.